Hello, welcome to another weekly from the Rookery End. Uh, as always, these podcasts are our take on life as a Watford fan. Uh, my name is John. Uh, I'm off to meet Jason in the pub before we go. Uh, also meeting up with Pete Fincham, another Watford fan, uh, who writes the Watford programme uh, and used to write for Clap Your Hands. No Mike this week, as he is uh, having some childcare issues. But we will be catching up with David Levy after the game to get his views on what we're about to go and see, which is Watford at home to Blackburn Rovers. I can see the pub in front of me. Time for a quick pre-match pint. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Uh, so we made it to the pub, Jase, and uh, joined by uh, Pete uh, Fincham. Uh, hi, Pete. Hi. Um, now, Mike's not here. He's got some uh, childcare issues. So, what do you um, mean, childcare issues? Um, well, I, I think as a, as a dad, he sort of said... Um, is Hold on, I've got to deal with my three kids a second. They're eight, <laughs> six and four, and they're okay. in the, coming to the game today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, well, I'm just doing something, guys. <laughs> so Mike couldn't bring his four and his one-year-old. But uh, no, it's true. He lives uh, quite locally as well, doesn't he? Uh, no, Chesham. Oh, little, I live in Portsmouth, that, Portsmouth. So, <laughs> okay, right. so I do 170 miles with my three <laughs> children. No contest here, <laughs> he left us an answer message, um, how he's feeling at the moment. Welcome, you have one new message. To listen to your messages, press one. So we're into it pre-Blackburn, the sun has come out. Will the sun finally shine on Watford? It's been another topsy-turvy week um, supporting Watford. Obviously, left Peterborough, you'll have heard on the podcast that I was downbeat, and I know pretty much every sport who went there and saw the result would have been annoyed and frustrated. Thought it was the chance had gone. Then, of course, midweek, the door opened again. Hull choked, um, losing surprisingly to Wolves. We absolutely huffed and puffed, but couldn't blow the um, Millwall house down, like the little Wolves link there. Um, and, yeah, despite playing well, I've created a lot of chance and didn't put them away um, and failed to, to close the gap on hold. And it was very difficult to sort of articulate how I felt after that game because at the back of my mind, there's always this doubt saying, we've had an amazing season, this is really unexpected and we should be pleased, we should be happy. Um, but then again, we seem to have blown so many chances to, to get up into second and to really make promotion not just a possibility but a, an actuality and it's really hard to marry up that frustration of not being able to, to see it through with that um, happy sort of um, unexpected season that we've had so I'm finding it quite hard I think having got ourselves into this situation we have to be disappointed that we haven't taken our chances but by the same token the league table doesn't lie you're, you're good enough you'll be there, you know, and at the moment Hull have got more points than us, so you've got to say that over the course of the season they've been better than us. That's, it, it, it's black and white at the end of the day, and I don't think there's much else you can say about that, but hugely disappointing not to be able to not to be able to take the opportunity. They've, they've slipped up last night to, to a degree and got and, and got a point, so if Watford could win today against Blackburn, the gap is down to four, um, and who knows, they might start feeling a bit of pressure. Um, so, Unbelievably, there is still just a little chink of light. There's still just a little bit of hope. Um, but as we all know, it's um, not the expectation, it's the hope that kills us. But uh, hopefully, nice warm day today. It'll suit our, uh, our swathe of European continental stars. They'll go out and knock the ball around and, uh, and put, put Blackburn to the sword and uh, let's get let's get a whole worried. Come on, you on it. We can do it. Tell me. After that Peterborough game, Pete, um, you know, on the podcast, we were all fairly sombre and it took us to at least, we got to Bedfordshire to actually start feeling a little bit positive about things uh, in the car on the way home. You know, Hull lost, um, lost last week, or in the week, they uh, drew last night. How are you feeling 
about this? Are we going up? Aren't we going up? I think actually the end of the season is having those horrible reminiscences of the 07-08 uh, season under Boothroyd where we um, seemed to be really up for it and then all of a sudden it fell away and we're not being for that Tommy Smith goal at Blackpool. We wouldn't have even got in the playoffs, which actually probably would have been better for us given that getting in the playoffs almost disguised the fact that we were utterly shambolic for the last six months of that season. Um, I don't think we're anywhere near as bad as that and, and from everything I've seen we are a far better side still with far better prospects and we're not carrying Nathan Ellington around <laughs> our necks anymore but at the same time I think you know we had a chance a real big chance and we're not going to finish in the top two unless something very very odd happens and with the form of Brighton and Forest really in the playoffs we've got to re we've got to take it as now year zero start from now see where we go and what's gone before has just been a bonus Jason I think I was more frustrated by Tuesday night's result than any of the recent defeats it was like a losing the final bullseye I could hear Jim Bowen going here's what you could have won as we looked at the table <laughs> everyone else losing and drawing performance was, was a good performance and we had our chances didn't take if we'd have won that game we'd have been what three points behind with a oh, yeah, three points behind with the game in hand. Oh, I, I, I can't even cope with the maths now, it's just too much. <laughs> every, every football fan becomes a mathematician this time of year, don't they? I, 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 yeah, you, you can't talk about that momentum that, 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 that those other clubs have who are going to the playoffs. Year one, we, we've got to get that momentum if we're going to go up. But have, do you want to go up, Pete? Um, yeah, I think I do this time because I think we've got more behind us than we've ever had and a greatest opportunity to really make a, a, a go at it. I think that, that given that we've success, successfully started each season with nothing other than a pessimistic view, you know, we, we could have signed Ronaldo, we'd still be there going, oh, you know, it's going to be touch and go if we stay up. <laughs> this next season, if we're still in this division, we've got possibly the most optimistic set of fans going given what's mainly gone on this season normally we've got, had one year aberration and gone up I say normally like it happens a lot but obviously in 98-99 we were on the back of another promotion do you know we were the first side to go division 2 division 1 Premier League mm. and then it's been done a number of times yeah, since yeah, yeah. City was straight after so and then Norwich did it as well and then Southampton yeah, did it yeah, yeah. yeah but we were the first to do that and, yeah, and we've played in 65 different grounds in three years <laughs> oh that's a yeah. good start <laughs> yeah knowledge <laughs> um, um, we might do a thing actually on, 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 on our Facebook page and on our, which is facebook.com forward slash rookery end uh, on his Twitter he uh, did a bit about uh, he said in one word sum up how you felt um, and what fans sort of sent him uh, one word emotions biggest ones on there the words that came up on this little uh, pretty picture he did was frustrated deflated but optimistic was still there isn't that the danger as a football fan it's, having it's, that optimism it's always the hope isn't it that gets you yeah. I, and you get that result last night for Hull means we're still hanging on in there it's almost at times you feel like that going back a couple of Tuesdays would have been better for us if Hull had just beaten us there and then we could forget about it and just concentrate on the players from that point onwards but still with just a few games to go one we need to change in form and two we need to get ourselves ready for the playoffs maybe <laughs> in one word Pete how are you, gonna, how are you feeling about the season? Um, satisfied and the reason is because for the first time I think we've got off the pitch what we've needed and I'm, I'm, I'm born to be cynical about most things that go on behind anything I love um, I always believe there's a flaw somewhere and I'll, I'll try and search for it and <laughs> do you know what actually since um, whatever happened last summer you know, however odd that might have seemed at the time and, and I remember feeling utterly 
really angry about the Sean Dice situation. It was inexplicable to me why you would do that to Sean Dice, but then you can see why they've done it. Yeah. Sean Dice can see why they've done it. I started off from a position of, right, let's see what happens now. I think like a lot of people, let's see what happens. And then we had a bit of form and then it got a little bit funny for a, for a, a month or so. So I'm satisfied that actually they've made good on their promises, that they've done what they said they do off the pitch. I think actually people like Richard Walker in the club being given a, a, a greater role is, is a huge statement of how they're allowing the club to kind of ride the wave of what Watford's about as opposed to trying to sort of stop that and, and start another wave somewhere else. And chatting to the guys at, um, you know, the guys in Spain and Granada, they sort of seem to do something similar. They're not, they're not there to sort of cut through all the, the staff, change all the players, spend a fortune, get in debt. Um, they're, they're about building what is uh, um, whatever the business is, whatever the football team is, in the right way for, for that area, which is... My cousin, her um, husband is a Granada fan. They live in Winchester, but bizarrely. And then another cousin of mine studied in Udenay. So, uh, you know, we are the Pozo family uh, of supporters. Wami says that, yeah, what's gone on there has always been great. They've never really had reason to criticise. Clearly, you know, the old temperamental Mediterraneans, they'll have a, a flamboyant attack on anyone, but they, they seem pretty pretty well satisfied with what's, what's happened. And I always thought that whatever happens at Watford, whatever happens on the pitch, it's actually what about what happens off, off the pitch that's vitally important, because otherwise the next generation of fans won't be brought through in the right way. And Can you have pudding? Can you just wait a minute, because I'm talking... Um, Childcare <laughs> in the pub. I, uh, I I feel that it's it's actually essential that Watford doesn't lose its identity off the pitch because whatever happens on the pitch is just an addendum to that identity. And it's far easier for me to take my lad to Haven and Waterlooville, which is a, a ten minute drive and it's immensely friendly and everybody knows everybody. But we still persist on coming here because I still believe there's something remarkably special about this club. It's it's not just any other club it's my club it's our club it's the the community that I've not lived in for 15 years I still regard as home because of the football club and as the day we stop being Watford it will be a dreadful day and unfortunately I think that's been respected at the highest levels that we are a unique brand we're not a brand we are just a way from the rookery end on a previous podcast and this little weekly one that we do we, we chat about atmosphere it, it, it keeps coming up on Twitter and Facebook about fans wanting to turn us into Borussia Dortmund atmosphere is it's not it's never been like that and that Watford way you talked about earlier Pete it's are we ever going to be a club with that sort of atmosphere? In the mid 90s where we came out of the dark years and into some kind of yellow light when GT came back there was something going on for a bit there was a few years which culminated probably in the Middlesbrough game at the end of the Premier League season with the whole out of your league stuff and there was a bunch of people who got together uh, I won't use the phrase kingmakers because that's not, not entirely true but a bunch of people got together and autonomously came up with different chants and songs and then we're, we're trying them out at away games and then they got up and there was a few characters around the place and for you know you can castigate some of the individuals all you like but they saw it as their duty to get a, an atmosphere going and, and you know everyone remembers Liam down the front everyone called Ocean with his little hat and so he did it all there was a load of people up the back but there was genuine wit and banter and character and people put effort into it not just about slagging off someone but you know we had Everything from Ngonge, Stevie Palmer, 
Ben Nye Rowers Bunions. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. these were absolutely, these were hilarious charts. People wanted to sing them because they were hilarious. And I think that as, as one of the people who was part of that group of coming up with the, the chants, I mean, mine was mine was the Stevie Palmer one and you know yeah that was mine and then he hated it he used to come out going no 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 to drugs and, and I, I saw him I saw him recently and uh, you know he, he still sort of acknowledges being called smoker much as I think he's never had a joint in his life you know the guy the guy remembers it and remember he got his, his man of the match his performance of the season or player of the season before the Grimsby game and he came on the pitch and there's 20,000 people singing about Stevie Palmer and marijuana and it was it was it was fantastic and since then, it's almost has been well. Now, since the, since the end of the Premier League season, it's almost so like we don't owe ourselves a duty to do that. It's been actually pathetic, and we're never going to be Borussia Dortmund. We're never going to be Borussia Dortmund. But what we can be is something that actually says we are Watford, and we'll sing about being Watford, and we'll sing about some interesting uh, yeah, anecdotes. You know, whether Vidra is an otter or uh, Forestieri <laughs> has, you know. Um, a, a tattoo of his name on his neck so he doesn't forget it or something you know <laughs> just all these little things yeah. that we could sing about and, and we come up with the same regurgitated chance each year and I've got my, my six year old boy who's trying to start Frankie Zola's having a party bring your vodka and Bacardi he doesn't know what Bacardi is but he still wants to sing it but and he's like looked at as though he's odd I mean yeah he's odd but um, aren't, aren't we all I, I don't know I don't quite know what the answer is um, although I just wish that some people who are creative at their writing, who are creative um, at expressing themselves, would write some stuff and see how it goes, as opposed to hiding behind uh, a pen name on the internet and then never bringing that to a match day. Because there's some stuff out there that actually works, but you need people around you to, to get it going. And it doesn't... It, we're not going to be giving song sheets out, as, as David no. Louis pointed out in a previous podcast. Yeah, we're not going to, and that would be distasteful. But there does seem to be some kind of organisation, and someone does need to become a kingmaker for a day and say, "You, we got actually going to put some faith in you. Get some boys around you. Get some noise going. You can't rely on people who've got three kids and can barely stand up. You can't rely on people who've been through the last four decades of it because you know what? Voices die with age. You know, we're not all Pavarotti." You've got youthful exuberance, you've probably got a beer inside you, and you haven't got to keep your eye on three kids watching if you swear and telling your mum. Um, it, it, it's, it's just the way it is. You've got to, it's got to come from the youth. We, we've done, yeah, we do, we, no, we aren't youth either. Um, but we, we, you know, we do a couple of songs on the podcast. They're, they're just fun, silly songs, more for entertainment value than they are for, hey, I wonder if this song would work well uh, when 10,000 people, people sing it. Isn't, we've never tried to sort of do that. Obviously, um, mid-90s, that season where we got promoted to the Premier League in the uh, end of the playoffs, 1999, we were still in the North Stand, weren't we? The home end then. Um, do you think having that, having a smaller stand, smaller home stand, do you think that helped? Does the fact that we're in the rookery now, it's bigger, does that make it more disjointed I don't know I'm just sort of trying to think why it was it was different then to, to, to what it's like now I, I, I that stand is, you know, we, I think acoustically and uh, physics says that the, uh, the sound is lost when you have a massive gap on one side um, and maybe that you know that, that the club could design something where it might influence a little bit more when they redesign that east stand and it gets rebuilt where you could have uh, something going on you talked about um, obviously Liam um, one of the characters and then 
Pete yourself, you, I mean, you guys, you sit down the front, didn't you? And you could no, sit, no, 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 we're, we're right, in right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Okay. Oh, I, I couldn't, say, couldn't see past you, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember seeing you guys, and you'd, you'd stand up, turn around, and, and get the crowd going at some games. And, and I don't know if that if that made a difference the fact that people could see like you said you, you're not using the word kingmakers <laughs> but using those guys everyone could see what they were doing and people would join in and I don't know if but people don't, can't connect with their fans that are sitting over the other side of the room 95-6 and with the season we got relegated when it, there were some amazing atmospheres at the end of that season mm. the, the Reading and the Grimsby and the, the Port Vale and things like that And but that was I think largely um, yes adversity does bring out the, the noise but also we were, I remember going up and down the stairs giving it some come on come on come on and, and people were like reluctant at first but actually then they felt what he did and Sheffield Wednesday away in the Premier League where Ndongue scored we sung this uh, Taylor made army and it went on and on and if you check the B-SAD review I think I think it was one of Rouston's uh, usually excellent articles that said something along the lines of if ever the crowd scored a goal it was that one because we weren't stop until we scored and when we scored it felt like our goal and if people could feel that if people could just get that once it hasn't happened it hasn't happened at a home game this season that I've been to where we've felt as though we've influenced what's gone on the pitch and I think it's all well and good talking about acoustics and, and the size of stands and this and the other it's more important than that there is no invention of, for people to actually feel as though uh, feel as though they're actually involved in the process of creating an atmosphere people, aren't, people feel it's someone else's job why should it be me Either I've been there and done it, or I haven't got the confidence. It's two different things. But actually, the people who've got the confidence actually don't feel can't be bothered. They they, they, they want to do a little bit. They want to sing about hating Luton, or you know that they're from uh, some kind of Masonic cult that's related to their own separate part of the internet world. You know. Um, but actually, you know, we're all following the same team, and I think maybe let's drop the egos and just become one again. And if you're one, you don't have the factional factions. And you know, it's not as though we've got a big support base to choose from, is it? Really, we we need to just come together, start, and just carry on, and let's see where it gets us. But it's going to take some balls to do that. It's going to take a real a load of effort to do it because people have got to get rid of the idea that A, they can't do anything about it uh, and B, once they've got over that, what are they going to do about it? And that possibly is a difficult thing because loads of people have ideas and too many egos will stop one idea becoming paramount. And what it's all this needs is one great idea. I think you're right. We talk about... Um internet and all the different groups of fans on the internet you could you've got the tool there to get people to start singing these songs but equally if one group comes up with a song and the other group goes oh no that's a lot of rubbish just because then yeah well, it's, it's, back, back in the day what we're talking about it sounded like you know a hundred but um, <laughs> there was only the Watford mailing list there was rivals as well but you know but everything was developing. Mean, the, the whole Middlesbrough away day was a Watford mailing list thing that people picked up on. Largely started off by the Norfolk Hornets, who were a group, but they were all on the mailing list. And it was like Toddy and, and, and Brister Rest Your Soul that um, carried on, uh, started this. And they got the banners and they got the fake tits and they got all this stuff that, that went into that amazing end of season party and it wasn't that we were out of your league in any way shape or form it's just we felt that we were different because we'd outsung everyone all season 
um, and, and dissenting opinions said, well, of course we did. We were having a one-season-only party. Well, yeah, actually, but if we have a one-season-only party this season and next season, it actually becomes a way of life. You don't think the Germans managed to do it by a bunch of people going, right, we're going to start this today, and therefore the future is defined. No, they did it, people like it, they get it, so come on, let's go, let's move. I have to say, that does sound like a very Germanic way of doing it, but I, I presume it wasn't like that, so yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ketchi Anya, and you're listening to From the Korean. We're heading off now, James, to, uh, to Vicky Drove. We looked at the team news, mm. uh, unchanged since last Saturday. Uh, the lineup is Almunia, Doily, Ekstrand, Cassetti, Anya, Hogg, Chalaba, Abdi, Padil, Dini, Forestieri. That's a 3 5 2, uh, as we've uh, uh, our most popular thing when we went to the uh, at your place. Uh, Zola said his, he, his favourite is a 4 3 3. We don't see that often. Good having Cassetti back. Yes, defence looks a bit, a bit worrying still, aren't we? After our, yeah, uh, that was evident up against the pace of Peterborough uh, last Saturday, and this is the same team that faced Peterborough. So, yeah. I don't know, obviously, Blackburn today we're going to be up against Jordan Rhodes. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how Cassetti and Extra cope against uh, an up and coming striker like uh, Roses. I think I think Cassetti will have him in his pocket, in his pocket. Um, uh, the, the bit we were chatting about, we were sort of waiting and debating in the pub after chatting to, uh, chatting to Pete was was about that front two. Would he start with Vidra? Um, yeah, we've all talked about the fact that he is he's completely off the boil. We saw in the week that um, Zola has actually sort of acknowledged, hey, this is the first time he's played this number of games in a season. But we've, we've got that Forest Harry Dean in that front. Yeah, it's, it's the front two I'd expect to see start knowing um, how Zola manages his strikers. He does seem to have this rotation uh, when we've got three games in a week. He does like to rotate Forestieri and Vidra, it would appear. Dean, I think, has probably played more games this season than uh, most strikers from the point he got back into the side. He hasn't rotated him as much. Whether that's the fact that because he started so late in the season, uh, he's had a shorter season, so he is therefore less tired than the others at this stage. And the fact, of course, he is playing so well. And, and uh, when we talked about Vidra going off the boil, whilst he's been off the boil, I think Dean's got better and better to in the season. And we've seen him contribute with uh, some, some goals and some good goals at that. Yeah, you, we actually, you were saying earlier about how you, his improvement from last season to this season. We were both at the Bristol Rovers Cup side, the League Cup side, at the beginning of last season. Um, and there were times in that game where we're up against League to opposition and he still didn't look like a confident striker. He was able to take an extra touch in front of goal when he should be acting on instincts and, and taking a shot. He wasn't the extra touch, given the time for the defenders to keep it set themselves, uh, and he wasn't able to score. One um, player I... Um well, actually, I hate doing this, Jason. It's one of my worst things in the world. But Mike, a few months ago, mentioned the importance of uh, hey-ho might play in this run-in. It was right at the beginning where we hadn't seen the, the worst, let's say, of, of Ridge. Uh, he was starting to wobble. Um, and Mike had the foresight to mention the importance that hey-ho is going to have, perhaps, in this run-in. We haven't seen him enough. We haven't really seen him start many games. I'd like to see... I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him more. I would too, because we've seen glimpses of him. And, and what we've seen, there's been some good stuff in there. I think now at this stage, it's probably a bit too late to expect him to, to just sort of come in and, and play as well uh, as we need him to for, for a promotion push. Um, we saw him, if you look at the Charlton game, for example, here on New Year's Day, he played very well with Forestieri up front. 
we lost in the end 4-3. People before the game saw that he was starting and complaining about rotation because obviously we come off mm. the back of uh, it was well, it was in the middle of Vidra's yeah. great run. Yeah. Um, but, but those two worked together so well, and it wasn't the rotation up front that caused the problem. Because um, yeah, football-wise, I think they, they do. You know, Forestieri and and Hayho sort of do complement each other better. Um, and I, you know, we have seen that, but only at the latter end of games when Hayho's come on as a as a sub. What happened today? Uh, we, we, we are we are not far from uh, from Vicarage Road. And uh, we're, we're going to catch up with, uh, as Mike still has his uh, child care issues, uh, we're going to catch up with David Levy after the game and see what mood we have all found. Fingers crossed for three points. Stay in the loop and get involved on facebook.com slash rookery end. Before we have a chat, boys, um, uh, I've got another I've got on my phone. I've got an answer message from Mike. Let's see how he's feeling after the game. Welcome. You have one new message. To listen to your messages, press one. I've had my eureka moment. I finally worked out how to enjoy watching football. And I've, I've realised that those footballers, when they say take each game as it comes, they're actually talking sense. It's the only way to enjoy it. Uh, everyone's looking back at what could have been. Everyone's looking forward at what might happen. But I think in the, uh, the cold light of day, we need to look uh, we've enjoyed watching Watford dispatch Blackburn at a sunny Vicarage Road. What more could you want in life? You know, that's all we can ask from your football team is they win that game um, and, they, and we're in style. And they absolutely did today. Magical goals. Um, uh, a real bonus for me was when Vidra came on, he looked like he was um, hungry. He wanted the ball again, whereas at Peterborough last week, he looked like he was hiding a little bit. He reminded me of, um, of Fernando Torres a little bit going missing, not really showing in, in dangerous places where a couple of times a day he got the ball and really drove on, admittedly against a, a knackered and sort of uh, downbeat Blackburn side, but nevertheless he uh, he looked like the player that we we know and love, so that that was good to see. Um, and uh, let's let's reflect at the end of the season, let's look back at where, where it's gone, where things have gone badly, um, where things have gone well, Let's obviously we're going to need to look at that, but let's do it at the end of the season. It's still there, uh, we might get promoted, we might not, it's been a good fun, um, but at the end of the day, we can only talk about today, and today was good. And if you can't enjoy a home victory against a team that used to be in the Premier League, then then you're doing something wrong. Um, good stuff. Quite exciting, as Watford have just won convincingly, very convincingly, 4-0 against last year's Premier League side, Blackburn Rovers. That was a good victory, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was strange. It was nil at half-time. It was all a bit tentative. We looked like we were playing some good football. Second half, much, much better. Oh, again, great football. The goals were all awesome. Good goals, weren't they? All, all good football, good finishes. It was yeah, very enjoyable. David, it was a good victory, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I just feel so frustrated that they really wanted it in the second half. And don't get me wrong, I agree with Jason. The goals are lovely. You know, I've never seen Troy so. He just really wanted to score a hat trick. You could tell. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many he's ever scored, but we haven't had one at home since '95. I don't Something think. Like, uh, yeah, Something like that. Yeah, but um, just really frustrating. You know, I went to Barnsley, Peterborough, Millwall, and we just didn't show any of that intensity there. And you know, they're. they're those teams are just as bad as Blackburn. Um, they, they were all there for the taking. We just didn't go for it, and today we went for it. Also, we got a little bit lucky at one 0 Rhodes put that header over the bar, and I thought yeah. that's a big. You know, he must be really annoyed because he. It's he's the only chance he had all day, I think. Yeah, he's, 
he's a really good player, yeah. let down by a woeful, woeful team around yeah. him. They were shocking. And no, look, it's good for the playoffs that we're in decent form now. Yeah. One well, game, I, one game doesn't change it completely, but we're scoring goals. But yeah. we're really frustrated. When we to uh, Pete Finch earlier, he just said this should be day one again, and a win today, a win at Leicester, a win at Leeds. That's the momentum you need to rebuild for the, for the playoffs. So I'm really happy we, we kind of got there. We, 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 let's, let's talk about some of those, those individuals there. You know, Deeney got his two goals. I'd like to, on the, you weren't with us, Dave, but on the way to the game, we had a bit of a chat, Jason, about Deeney, and I said, well, you know, he is playing, you know, he's playing better than he was. Yeah. Um, are we sort of lording him up because he's better than he was? And, you know, it wasn't until halfway through the first half, who I said to a guy called Richard, and he said to me, he goes, God, he's really battling for it. Because I was saying, why does Hayho play more? Because Hayho can't do actually no. what he does in that middle of the pitch, is battle and be nasty and be a championship striker. And... His finishing, as we did point before the game, was it has got so much better. It has got better. He's talismanic as well, I'd say. I know Amunia's a captain because he's a senior player, um, but obviously playing where he does means that he can, can't have that much influence. I do wonder if Troy would get more free kicks if he wasn't constantly moaning at the ref throughout the whole <laughs> game. But no, his finishes were great, and he and Fernando, you know, they got back the old partnership, which has worked at times this season. Um, Fernando was brilliant, I thought as well. But no, Troy worked hard, nice finishes, desperate for that hat trick. But yeah. that's good. I like that he's hungry. He had that one minute rampage where he went mad. <laughs> yeah. he, he thought he'd been fouled. He got up and he just wanted to kick someone. No, no, that, that, was like, da- that was he dangerous. He didn't think he was being fouled. There was a point where he tried to get a foul, yeah. held his head. Everyone's yeah. kind of like, "That's not going to work, Troy." Yeah. The ref went, "That's not going to work, Troy." He went, "Oh right, got up." And sprinted sprint. across. Goes, yes, Troy. We all know it was fake. Yeah. But he kind of went. Oh, I'm going to go get that ball. At one point, yeah. At one point, I thought he was going to take Abdi out. I know. I know. I know. The professor was trying to calm him down. Yeah. Uh, best goal for you, though, Jason. Out those four. I don't know. <laughs> I think I need to go back and analyse them. I don't, they, the fourth goal, I think I was. No, sorry. The third, third goal, goal was jumping yeah. up and down mm. more for because we played some great football. I think we'd lost the ball just before that. Picked the ball up again. Bang, bang, bang. Goal. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's the one that had me leaping around more than the rest. That was my favourite. Yeah, Abdi's brilliant finish, lovely yeah. move, and I always think when we're playing at our best, Abdi is absolute control. He glides. He doesn't run. <laughs> and he walks on water. He, no, but he glides across the fake astroturf grass that we have here. He. He just doesn't look like he's having to try. Um, I, w- I was worried early on because he got injured really early and I thought, OK, well, will he last 90 minutes? Then he looked like Bugs Bunny for most of the second half <laughs> with the two bits coming out of his nose. He did. Um, but you, know, you compare that sort of passing goal to the one with Huddersfield, uh, it was a brilliant passing ball uh, goal. There was that bit where he lost it, but his close control of that ball yeah. and finish was just fantastic. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fantastic, the, finish, the finishing off with... Uh, Johnny Briggs's uh, younger brother um, scoring a goal. Uh, he didn't look very happy about it, though, did he? <laughs> no, no. There were a few no. absolute clowns, I think, towards the back of the rookery who were booing uh, Briggs when he came on. If yeah, you, if, that, that was silly. If, if anyone out there can um, explain why they booed a Watford player for the you know for having the temerity to be substituted onto the pitch, <laughs> please you know tweet tweet me at one David Levy and explain why. Yeah, I, I hate it when that was okay. He's not at a. Uh, a great time since he's been here, and, and that's why he's not in the starting eleven. Yeah. But he still, he obviously brought something to the game today because uh, he, he got the goal and put a decent performance at the back. Is this the players' entrance uh, for the away team? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're on that bus today because that's not the bus we normally on. That looks like our bus. 
Yeah, the they, bus. they bus Watford. I think after that, they're well. walking home. Think. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally the Watford this season, the Watford have been up coming at that end, and this has been the away. So they come straight out of here. Yeah, they, yeah, they normally just yeah. walk down yeah. side and come out of this, out this gate here. This gate here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Okay. That's what it's been anyway. Because that's not normally our coach. I can't understand it. That's, no, that's the our, coach. That is the Watford coach. That's the Wat- no, the Watford team coach is at the top. Oh, there is one at the top, is it? Oh, okay. That's the top one. That's what I can't understand. So maybe they borrowed one to. Yeah, yeah, they have been doing it recently. We haven't, we haven't had the same one all. Uh, right, okay. so, I assume. Alright, thanks for that. You didn't like my joke. No, completely. <laughs> 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 That's Blackburn Rovers fans for you. Got something to send the boys? Then email podcast at fromtherookeryend.com. I've just had a, an email sent to us from the Denver Hornets, uh, and they've had a bit of a chat after the game, so they've had to say. Well, this is far from the rookery end, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. I'm Paul, a former season ticket holder in the rookery end, and joining me is friend of the pod and frequent contributor, Curtis. Hello. And former resident of Croxley Green, Kent. Hello. And we just uh, finished watching the Watford game against Blackburn Rovers, and uh, we thought we'd share some thoughts, so Kent? Well, this was a very good game for us, and we really, really needed this massive win in order to uh, not only solidify our place in the table, but look forward to, unfortunately, what's going to be probably the playoffs. Well, I'm not. I'm holding out hope that uh, Hull will still F things up his last couple of games, but yeah, you're probably right. I would have to say, though, today's man of the match has to be Forresteri. I think I thought he bossed the field and uh, was the key for all each one of the, each one of the, the goals. Absolutely, he did. He did play well in parts, but I think it's difficult to say that Watford really bossed the game. At least from my end of the bar, um, play was reasonably in possession were re- reasonably even. But what separated the two teams was our ability to finish and. The, the, the finishes of, of all the goals were, were really exceptional. The first one just almost seemed to come from nothing, and then the, the, the second one was a, a brilliant through ball mm-hmm. from Forestieri to, to Dini, who, who, who just smashed it home. And it, from there, uh, really, Blackburn didn't ever look like they were going to score, and, and it was just a question of how many we could, we could rack up. And then the team, I think, looked a lot more confident after that. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. Paul, we uh, automatic or playoffs? Automatic is, is difficult at this point, but if you look at the games that are coming up, Hull have got uh, Barnsley away and then uh, Cardiff at home. You know, who knows which Barnsley team will turn up, the one that beat us or the one that sees them second from bottom. Uh, and who knows what team Malky will put out for, for Cardiff since they've already clinched the, uh, the championship today. Does he play his second string, just not caring? Or is he looking to uh, finish the, the season with a flourish? He's already said he's going to gut the squad at, at Cardiff, so um, does that mean he gives his kids a chance to prove their worth, or does he give his starters a chance to prove their worth? That's, that's really the open question. And then, of course, can Watford win Both their games. final two games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they can bring the form today's game through to the last two, I feel confident of that. But uh, they've been up and down the last few weeks, so who, who knows? The last game, Watford played quite well. They just couldn't finish. And today they proved that they actually can finish. If they can go into the last two games and do both, I think their chances of winning both are excellent. Yeah, I'd say uh, there's no doubt that if Watford play as well as they can, we shouldn't 
fear anyone in the playoffs, and it's also reasonably feasible that we could get into the automatic promotion spots. But uh, if we don't play as well, I mean, I, I guess you could say that today's game was a mirror image of last week, which obviously we, we didn't get to see, but we got to listen to, uh, thanks to John Marks and his excellent commentary. Um, we love the Watford player. Right. So we, last, last week line. against Millwall, we played well but couldn't score. Today, I didn't think we played particularly well, but we scored four times. So if we are in the playoffs, will we rather face Leicester or Hull, who seem to be quite on form right now? Hull? I think you mean Bolton. I mean Bolton. Right. <laughs> but that's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> Well, I think I, th- I think the playoff places are are still really up for grabs after below Watford, uh, Brighton are now up into fourth, and Palace have dropped to fifth, which is the lowest they've been for for some time. Um, Bolton are currently op- occupying the sixth spot, but they're only a point ahead of Leicester, and and Leicester is only a point ahead of, of Forest. So, you know, who are we going to play is, is an open question. We have to play. Leicester next weekend, obviously, so that would be an interesting uh, gauge for how well positioned we are to play any of those teams in the playoffs. Kent, we going up, yes or no? Oh, we're definitely going up. It's just a matter of how. Paul? Well, we're definitely going up. It's just a question of when. This, this season or <laughs> next or the one after that? Ah, good answer. I actually think we're going up this year. I don't think we're promotions automatic, but I think it's uh, playoffs and uh, a trip to Wembley. Super. Excellent. Let's hope that proves to be true. A podcast made by Watford fans fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. And one man who didn't score, but uh, certainly had a, a brilliant game, was uh, our little Fessy, Fernando yeah, Forrest. Was, we, we, we talk about the lack of hat-tricks. There was a hat-trick today, people. It was a hat-trick of assists, I think, from uh, <laughs> Fernando. Um, I, look, I told, you, I told you how good he was in a car last week, didn't I? <laughs> how, 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 how tricky he could be. I just Brilliant today, causing so much trouble. And it was that one time in the penalty area where he sort of he beat himself. He tried to do a, a little flick, sort of one leg behind <laughs> the other, fell over, and still seemed to come up with the ball after it. I think Blackman had a couple of chances to then get it away, but he still ended up with the ball. But it was just like it was stuck to him a bit today. It, it's exactly yes. But when, he, when he did do that thing where he tried to, I think he tried to do cross his legs over the back of each other and flick it back to be fancy it fell over if we hadn't been one up at that point I think the rookie would have been like ooh and it could have been one of those things that actually took the, the, the crowd's feelings down quite as yeah. I wonder if he's trying to show David Dunn how it should be done he's <laughs> like famous clip of David Dunn trying yeah, out for Birmingham City and falling over yeah. he's like look David this is how you oh no <laughs> he is I mean I've said it before he is a kind of a luxury player in that respect mm. and he's outrageously talented um yeah, I, he was very good today, wasn't he? He was fantastic. And he, it's making it difficult for Zola to leave him out on Friday mm. night, you would have thought. Leicester are very different. They're bigger and nastier and more physical even than Blackburn were. Main, and they'll probably get nearer the ball than Blackburn mm. did for most of that mm. for yeah. most of today as well. But, yeah, I, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's come into, into good form right when we need him. Um, just a bit frustrating. We couldn't have all done that five matches ago. I mean, we'd be... Plain gone and promoted. But. Jesus, you're worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> As I said on Twitter last night, the championship fat lady isn't singing, she's got a sore throat. Um, Come on, your arms. 